Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Monster Monday presented by DraftKings. I am coming to you from Los Angeles, California. It is bright and early here, even though it's a little bit later for us to be able to get you the show on a Monday than we normally do. And I will be on the sideline tonight. Try to check me out on TV. If you can't watch or can't listen on the radio, I'll try to get in this shot as the Rams host the Cardinals in the final game of Super Wild Card Weekend. We're always presented by DraftKings, and we always love those of you that go the extra mile in any way to help out the show and what Brian and I are trying to do here. So if you're going to be one of those guys that spreads the word via social media, it's at Ross Tucker NFL, it's at Ross Tucker Pod, and we love those of you that do it. We also love those of you that take advantage of any of our sponsors, That helps tremendously. Obviously, I've got some fantastic press passes lately, including that epic Bills beatdown of the Patriots. If you are a Bills fan, take advantage of any of the sponsors you hear me talk about or that you see over at RossTucker.com on the Sponsors tab. And then email the receipt to me, Ross at RossTucker.com. Ask a question. I guarantee to read and respond to it on the show, probably on a Tuesday. And... You also have a great chance to win one of the press passes or a signed picture or a card. And I love doing the YouTube videos, something I think is really cool to be able to do a a personalized video for you guys just because the cameo-style shout-outs, just because you go to YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL and you click the subscribe thumbs-up thing and you, you make a comment. It's awesome. Speaking of awesome, we've got yet another new patron. Joe Dilly, patreon.com slash RT Media. Welcome to the family, Joe. And it is a family, which I will detail in a little bit. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. Morning, Ross. Well, let's get to your weekend, wild card weekend, your super wild card weekend theme so far. Obviously, despite the one game left tonight, we had five others to break down. Right. So, um, you know, I guess. Some positives and negatives for sure. Uh, Two negatives that jump out to me. The biggest one is just 
three really non-competitive games, which is disappointing. I think you guys know, first and foremost, I really want a competitive game. That That's what I enjoy. I enjoy close games that come down to the end that you don't know what's going to happen. You know, the Jermaine Pratt interception for the Bengals to win and those people to go crazy. Or, you know, the crazy wildness at the end of the Cowboys-Niners game, which I will get into. Like, that's that's fun for me. That's what I enjoy. The other three games were all over at halftime and, and really even before that. You know, and I, um, I guess I'm least surprised by the Steelers, um, but I certainly thought both the Eagles and especially the Patriots would be more competitive than that. I mean, I am stunned in terms of themes, in terms of takeaways. I'm surprised uh, that especially the Eagles and the Patriots were not more competitive, but especially the Patriots. I mean, that was an epic beatdown. I mean, that was wild how badly they got beat by by the Bills. Uh, you know, kudos to the Bills. They came out to make a statement. They played awesome, but I'm, I'm stunned. And really... Something we'll talk about in the offseason. I, I think, especially for the Patriots and the Eagles, it kind of leaves a little bit of a, a negative taste in your mouth from what was otherwise a positive and you know a step in the right direction for both those franchises that didn't make the playoffs last year. So the three non-competitive games—that's a theme. I mean, that that was certainly a theme of Super Wild Card Weekend so far. Um, fingers crossed that that's not the case tonight. I really don't want it to be the case tonight, obviously. You know, I thought, um, unfortunately, you know, there was still some problematic officiating. You know, I thought Jerome Boger and his crew did a really poor job in the first game, the, the Bengals and the Raiders, and that somehow the NFL needs to be able to figure out how to get more of these calls right. I believe the answer is technology, um, but it was disappointing. Certainly the big one there was the inadvertent whistle, although I think they ultimately got that right in the sense that it was going to be a touchdown. Uh, I don't know why the guy blew his whistle, but it was going to be a touchdown. It didn't really impact the play. I'm sure if you're a Raiders fan, by the letter of the law, you're saying, no, 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 no. It says inadvertent whistle, play stops, but sounded to me like the whistle almost happened as he was catching the football um, for the touchdown. But again, then even in the Eagles game, just a terrible holding call on Jason Kelsey, uh, pretty questionable roughing the passer on Derek Barnett. And it just, you know, that's a, that is a theme, I feel like, from the weekend, unfortunately, is that, you know, the officiating is still not quite where we want it to be. Um, I thought some of the surprise inactives for the Eagles and Bucks was interesting, you know, with no Sean Murphy bunting at the last second for the Bucks, no Josh Sweat, the Eagles' best edge rusher who evidently had emergency surgery for a life-threatening situation, or no Nate Herbig at right guard. Um, the other themes would just be Ben Roethlisberger's last game. Um, you know, kind of a bummer, but not – that unexpected that that's how it would go and then just the amount the sheer volume of stupid plays in that 
Cowboys Niners game, it's just, I mean, they could do one of those 30 for 30s on some of the dumb plays. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Some of the penalties for the Cowboys, some of the decisions, but even the Niners, I mean, they're, they're going for a quarterback sneak and they feel like they need to shift Trent Williams and snap the ball before Trent Williams gets into his stance. I mean, I just, I, and then obviously the the quarterback draw heard around the world that I will get into in a little bit, uh, but just uh, you know, I don't. You know, I think it's probably good for me as a guy that talks about it on my podcasts that there was that many stupid plays, but I don't care for that, especially the Cowboys. I mean they they made so many dumb plays. It's like it's hard to believe. Just like to me. It's hard to believe that, especially with this winter weather in the Northeast, Midwest, the people have not taken care of their car's battery needs. Listen, there's no better place to go than AutoZone. They're America's number one battery destination. Why? Well, let's start with this. They got proven tough Duralast batteries. They've got an extensive line of replacement batteries for your specific needs based on your make and model. They start at $79.99, so you can upgrade your battery without breaking your wallet. What I like is the free battery testing and charging. It was last year. I got stuck at the Philadelphia airport. My battery was dead, and that's before AutoZone was a sponsor. It's before I knew how easy it is to just get the battery charging there or the battery testing and charging. Next time you're in need of battery help or to get your battery ready for harsh winter weather, Started AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Ducks takes. Let's get into each of these games individually. We will start with the Raiders and the Bengals. Yeah, I was uh, ultimately very impressed by the Raiders' effort and the Raiders' comeback, given you know that they had played Sunday night that game against the Chargers. I just think, you know, that was even another feather in the cap of Rich Passaccia, their interim coach, as well as their leadership, guys like Crosby and Derek Carr. And and I really thought um, early on, you know, the Raiders just made too many mistakes. I mean, Carr was in rhythm early, but then he had to settle for a field goal. That's not good because the, the Bengals came right back and Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, it's like the new triplets. I mean, those guys were unstoppable for the uh, Uzama touchdown. And you thought, wow, that looked pretty easy for the Bengals to go down there and and score 7-3. But I'll tell you what, the Raiders showed me something. I mean, they've got unbelievable heart. Because think about, like, the next series, they blocked Trey Hendrickson one-on-one with Fabian Moreau, which is just galactically stupid. So Hendrick gets a strip sack. That should never happen. But the Raiders stiffened and held him to a field goal. There were a lot of times where I thought the Raiders were about to get run out of that game, but they didn't. You know, Peyton Barber makes the unbelievable mental error. You know, there's so many mental errors and things that these guys are coached. Situational football is everything. And Peyton Barber... Didn't put his foot out of ground before, out of bounds before he grabbed the ball. Then it would have been, um, you know, out of bounds. He would have gotten the ball at the forty instead. 
He, they get the ball at the five. But then again, even after the Bengals got great field position, the Raiders held them to a field goal, 13-3. to three. So the Raiders' red zone D that it had been bad really started to stiffen. Um, and then, you know, the Raiders actually did march before the end of the half, but Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Jackson drops a, a pass. So they have to settle for a field goal. So it's 13-6 at halftime. And then how about in in the second half? Oh, no, actually, it was still first half because Joe Burrow had that smooth as silk touchdown where, you know, I, I thought he was going out of bounds. I, I He throws it up to, to uh, Tyler Boyd. The whistle blew. We kind of already talked about that. Look, if you're a Raiders fan, I understand your logic. I understand why you're upset. For me, as someone who's objective, I ultimately think that it would have been a touchdown and that that was the right call. But then even after that touchdown to make it 20-6, to six, tremendous two-minute drill and answer by Derek Carr and the Raiders to make it 20-13. to 13. Third quarter, they just kind of traded field goals back and forth. Um, and then Burrow and Chase, their chemistry, this is just kind of a, a general statement, their chemistry is magical. You know what else is another um, another takeaway from the weekend, by the way, is major contributors getting injured in these games. It shows you again why it's so nice to get the number one seed like the Titans and the Packers because for the Bengals, Hendrickson and Ogan Joby both got hurt. You know, don't know how bad it is for them. Um, you know, uh, Burrow and Chase's chemistry going back to college is magical. I really like the Bengals going uh, for the field goal, even though it was fourth and one in the fourth quarter. You got to go up two scores. You have to do it. Raiders got a field goal, got down there, um, and Derek Carr kind of had to force at that point. Jermaine Pratt got the interception and. The people of Cincinnati rightly erupted, very happy for them. Uh, good season for both those teams already, no matter what happens moving forward for the Bengals. Ducks takes. Patriots were down 27 to 3 at halftime, which was their largest postseason halftime deficit in team history. Bills go on to advance after a 47 14 final. Right. Uh, so there's a bunch of things to talk about from this game. I am going to start by talking about um, sort of the trip and the food. I ended up, you know, if you guys ever hear that I'm going to be somewhere and you want to see if you can somehow meet up with me, you know my email. It's ross at rosstucker.com. And I got to meet up with not one, uh, but two of our patrons, patreon.com slash Media. Uh, Friday night, I stayed halfway and was able to have uh, a couple of daddy sodas with Steven Soroka, who, awesome guy, awesome, 41, you know, married, three kids, he's from East Aurora, really just enjoyed having a couple beers with him, getting to know him, that was awesome, and uh, I like doing stuff like that, I like getting a chance to actually meet some of you guys in person that otherwise just doesn't happen, so that was very cool, and then Saturday, Right before the game, right before I went into the stadium, I met up with another patron, uh, Jan Lehman, who is awesome from Warsaw, New York, longtime Bills fan. And Jan actually uh, delivered to me a couple of daddy sodas. 
and a couple of cinnamon rolls. So Jan, you are high on my book, my friend. Very high. Uh, had them in the car, put them in the car so I would have them, you know, for after the game or, you know, when I got back to Pennsylvania. So awesome to meet Steven. Awesome to meet Jan. What was not awesome was the Buffalo Bills press box food. You know, they, they, they're going box lunches uh, because of COVID, I believe, just like they did last year. So they had like a chicken pesto thing. Um, they had like a ham and Swiss. It, it, it was not good. Um, and again, for people that listen to the show or, uh, what, you know, you see my social media, I am not complaining. It is free food. I will take it. I am evaluating. I am the official press box food judge of America, and I take it seriously. Okay, so it was not it was not good, but they did have a huge cookie in there, and uh, Sun Chips Harvest Cheddar, which I ate on the drive home, which was nice. The huge cookie was nice. Thankfully, I know some people in Buffalo, like Jeremy Kelly, so I was able to the the head of the Bills Legends Foundation, so I was able to go to the Bills Legends booth. And I was able to um, have a couple wings, a nice salad, um, some beef on Weck. It was amazing. I was hanging with Daryl Talley, who was there. Um, Kyle Brandt, my buddy from college, who's on Good Morning Football, was there. So tip of the cap to the Bills legends, and in particular, Jeremy Kelly, because that was awesome. Um, as for the game, wow. I mean, let's start with this. I could have gone Patrick Mahomes, could have maybe tried to figure out someone else. No chance. Josh Allen is the in the zone performance of the week presented by AutoZone. I mean, the guy had more touchdowns than he had incompletions. I can't pick somebody else for being in the zone. In fact, if I picked anybody else for being this week's in the zone player, presented by AutoZone, it would be the whole Bills team. And I don't know if AutoZone lets me just pick the whole team because the whole Bills team was on fire. They essentially threw the NFL's first ever perfect game. They either scored a touchdown or took a knee on every one of their drives. Seven touchdowns, took a knee twice, it is absolutely incredible what Josh Allen and the Bills were able to do. In particular, Josh Allen, 21 of 25, 308 yards, five touchdowns, more touchdowns than incompletions, just uh, an all-time epic performance by the Buffalo Bills, and in particular by Josh Allen, very clearly the in the zone player of the week presented by AutoZone, the in the zone team of the week presented by AutoZone. I'm not even really sure what else to say about the game, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, you know, Josh Allen was unstoppable, both in with his arm and running with his legs. The Patriots obviously had no answers for him. The Patriots looked old and slow. On defense, the atmosphere was absolutely incredible as it felt like those people were getting 
30 years, 25 years of frustration out in this game, both of not having a full stadium for a home playoff game and the Patriots, it was just stunning. And the and the Bills showed no mercy. I tweeted that during the game at Ross Tucker NFL. No mercy. I mean, Josh Allen's out here shrugging off defensive tackles like Christian Barmore. I thought the play of the game, though, was the Micah Hyde interception. Could have changed the complexion of the game if Aguilar catches that and the Patriots answer with a touchdown. They didn't. I actually thought Mac Jones played pretty well. I thought Mac Jones was the least of the Patriots' issues in this game. So if you want something positive to take forward as a Patriots fan, it's that Mac Jones and Kendrick Bourne came to play, but everybody else, especially the defense, that I, I'm sorry, but that is a little bit of a stain on uh, on Belichick's reputation. He he just he just allowed the first ever perfect game. Takes. Tom Brady extended his postseason leading touchdown passing record, 85, as the Bucks eliminate the Eagles, 31 to 15. Right. So um, I mentioned the guys that didn't play for both teams. Uh, some of the things that jumped out, uh, I thought Jalen Hurts struggled. Now, I kind of reject the idea that now all of a sudden the Eagles needed a different quarterback. He struggled. You know, he's not the first young quarterback to struggle in a playoff game. But he did struggle. And he had some missed throws. He didn't see some things. He had two bad interceptions. Mike Edwards, they were going to get points of some kind at the end of the first half. And he didn't realize the safety could get over there. The Shaq Barrett interception was also not good. He had several other throws that could have been picked as well. You know, he was in a boot after the game, so reportedly the ankle is still bothering him. The Eagles defense had no answer for Tom Brady's dinking and dunking early as the Bucs went up 17-0. But as they did a lot this year, Eagles defense actually kind of settled in, and uh, they got a bunch of three and outs. They sacked Brady. Kerrigan had a couple. They sacked Brady three or four times. Um, other just thoughts from the game, Dallas Goddard had a big day, uh, but he also had a critical drop on what would have been a big play. He, he tends to have some big drops. Mike Evans set the Bucks postseason record with nine catches. He had an awesome game. You know, the, the game really got away from the Eagles early in the second half, back-to-back turnovers for the Eagles. They had the Jalen Rager muff, which led to a touchdown, then Hurts did an interception to Shaq Barrett, which led to a touchdown. And so the next thing you know, uh, the Bucks are up 31-0. Just other thoughts. Um, Aaron Sipos, the punter, had a bad game. The Eagles did end up getting two sort of uh, garbage time touchdowns, mop-up time, that made the score look better. But let's be honest. I mean, they were really outclassed in every way by the Buccaneers. And I, I mentioned the penalties on Barnett and Kelsey, but ultimately that was not, you know, a difference in the game. Ducks takes. All right, I'm sure this is what everybody wants to talk about, what everybody wants to hear your thoughts on. The last play of the Cowboy Niners game, which resulted in the Niners upsetting Dallas 23-17. You know, Bri, um, this needs to be said, and, and I'm going to say it. People are acting like it cost the Cowboys the game. It didn't cost the Cowboys the game. It cost them a low percentage chance at maybe tying the game. Like, what are we talking about here? 
it didn't cost the Cowboys the game. I, look, I think it, or actually they they would have won the game because they would have kicked the extra point, but it didn't cost the Cowboys the game. It, it was a very uh, poor decision to run a quarterback draw in that situation with 14 seconds left. I understand what they were trying to do. They were trying to get it close enough so that it didn't have to be a Hail Mary, so that it could be a throw that Dak Prescott drives on a line. Um, but 14 seconds is not enough time to do that, or your quarterback needs to get down earlier. But it didn't cost him the game. I mean, it's still unlikely that he would have thrown a touchdown pass the next play. The, the real issue for the Cowboys is, was their start. I mean, the Niners mixed in the run of the pass, seven plays, no third downs for a touchdown to go up 7 nothing. Then the next two drives, again, um, the Niners moved the ball. And the game could have almost been over, but the Cowboys got them to settle for field goals. So it was 13 nothing. But the, the Cowboys really couldn't stop the 49ers. By the way, you guys got to look at my uh, the DraftKings boosters I get for you because the, D- the Debo Samuel booster hit easily. Anyway, the, foul bo- the Cowboys finally got a good drive going with the touchdown pass to Amari Cooper end of the first half to make it 13-7. But that field goal that the Niners got to make it a two-score lead end of the first half, make it 16-7, that was big. And I really thought some of the other things that jumped out to me, Bri, the Niners were better up front on both sides of the ball, even after the Nick Bosa injury. I mean, they, they were. I mean, they, they were still better up front, and that can't happen for the Cowboys. Cowboys have too many resources invested up front. Um, you know, I thought the game was just about over after Dak threw that interception to Kwan Williams, which led to the Debo Samuel rushing touchdown. It was 23-7 at that point. The Niners were winning. And really... The reason why Dak was even in that position to throw that was because of penalties from the Cowboys. They had so many penalties. Um, and it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace, and it it contributed greatly to costing them the game. You know, the Niners had their own issues on special teams especially. You run into the punter to give the Cowboys a first down. You allow a fake punt in that situation. Both those were... Very surprising. Um, I was surprised by some of the the Cowboys' clock management decisions, punting down 23-7 late in the third quarter, field goal down 23-7 with like 12 minutes left. Credit to them, though. Those ended up being fine decisions the way it played out. Uh, Jimmy G ended up throwing a terrible interception on an overthrow, literally like the only thing Jimmy G couldn't do. That led to a, a nice throw by Dak Prescott and a scramble for a touchdown, all of a sudden, it's 23-17. And you're like, what is going on? The Cowboys might win this. Now, the Niners after that took five minutes off the clock thanks to, again, multiple Cowboys penalties, which were legit. You know, Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy are complaining about the refs after the game. Which one? The Odigizua Defensive holding was blatant. The Randy Gregory one was ridiculously dumb. The uh, Gallimore illegal hands to face. They were all legitimate penalties. And really, uh, how about, by the way, the incompletion to Kittle when he ended up fumbling? That could have been the greatest incompletion in Niners history. But then um, I thought Van Der Esch made an unbelievable job to tackle Debo short of the line to gain on fourth and one. 
Then the Niners get the quarterback sneak to clinch it. But Garoppolo didn't wait till Trent Williams was set. I mean, just so many ridiculous mistakes that on, as a former pro football player, I almost got frustrated. I did think the Niners, you know, threw the ball more than they should have in the game. The, the Cowboys couldn't stop their running game. And, of course, the Cowboys have the last play quarterback draw. And I was kind of joking on Twitter that I said that Kellen Moore did it on purpose to try to get Mike McCarthy fired so that he can get the head coaching job. But not a big fan of that decision by the Cowboys. And obviously it didn't work out. I think you're better off actually throwing the ball into the end zone twice in that situation probably. Fred Warner got hurt as well for the Niners. So another example of them being a beat-up team going into next week. Ducks takes. Uh, last game to talk about. Chiefs advanced to the divisional round after doubling up the Steelers 42-21 to in what is all but certain to be Ben Roethlisberger's final game in black and gold. Yeah, you know what he did? Coming from Finley, Ohio in the MAC, he overcame the odds. Kind of rewrote the playbook, and he always delivered under pressure. The MVPs of small business or Ben Roethlisberger lead their teams to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business and help them achieve even greater success. Because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa, a network working for everyone. So, listen, the, the Steelers' defense came to play for a while there, Bri. Um, they were stuffing the, the Chiefs, looking good. Uh, you know, then T.J. Watt gets a tip for a Devin Bush interception after the prior drive where Minka Fitzpatrick made an incredible play. But the, the Steelers' defense, I mean, offense just didn't help them out. Deontay Johnson had the drops again. That kills him. He had some penalties that killed him. But even so, after the disastrous McCole Hardman Wildcat quarterback, Daryl Williams fumble, Cam Hayward punch it out, T.J. Watt scores a touchdown, and it's 7-0. Steelers, you're thinking, okay, maybe we got a game. Uh, no. Then it was all Mahomes' arm, all Mahomes' leg, over and over and over again. McKinnon looked awesome. You know, he's had so many injuries, but he looked so fast and terrific for the Chiefs. He's going to be a weapon in the playoffs, the rest of the playoffs for them. But Mahomes was essentially unstoppable after that as the Steelers looked helpless, gets to Pringle on a double move to beat Joe Hayden. Then he finds Kelsey with 20 seconds left on a third and 20 to make it 21-7. That's when you knew that the game was essentially over. Steelers' offense is so painful to watch. Only 45 yards in the first half for them. Uh, then in the second half, more of the same for the Chiefs. You know, Mahomes doing his thing, had underhanded touchdown. Then you have Travis Kelsey throwing a touchdown. Then you have the Allegretti big man touchdown. I mean, watching Andy Reid, I think of like the Joker in Batman. Like, where does he get all these wonderful plays? It's unbelievable. Steelers finally got uh, a couple of garbage time mop-up touchdowns late. Didn't matter. Kudos to Big Ben for an unbelievable Hall of Fame career. Shout-outs are in order. We will have another game to break down tomorrow, tomorrow. And then we'll get to a bunch of email questions. So send them in, please, because we love them just like we love our patrons. 
Pizza Boy Brewing, Sport of Culture, Vision Comics with an X, HumanHeadNYC.com, and SteakhouseSports.com. College draft with some of these all-star games and the lessons learned from a scouting perspective from Wild Card Weekend in the NFL will be recorded this morning as well. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. you got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 